Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another edition of Union of the Unknowns presents Nacho Mama's News, where we have a weekly news story, uh, some conspiracy based, some real, but it's usually always picked from the internet. <laughs> Just kidding. But we get our stories <laughs> that we Wait find interesting and then we come and share back with you guys. So let me go ahead and get started with Keel because he's dying to say, respond to me. <laughs> yeah, conspiracy theories are real. I know. And then that was Keel. And then we have Ashley, Think Change Repeat. Also, conspiracies are real. And and she waved hello. So those listening, they won't they can't hear. They can't see her. Uh, Stella. Hello there. And then uh Ism Can't. Konnichiwa, Origato. Okay. All right. Why don't you go ahead and get it started? Uh, Isn't can't with your first story. Man, I wish I knew more Japanese to lead right into that. <laughs> um, I I actually do want to learn Japanese. It just looks like a royal pain in the butt. But anyways, a bit of a digression there. So uh, I'm trying to go back to my four values on these stories and just uh really point out clown world. Um, and this is from uh, notthebee.com, which is um, the factual sister site to the Babylon Bee. Uh, and it's just a real quick, um, there's a 7-Eleven in Austin, Texas, that is having so much time with homeless and transients, just, you know, hanging out at the store, trespassing, loitering, panhandling, uh, assaulting people uh that he went he went pretty extreme um you guys are probably thinking like wow what did he do like get a bunch of armed guards with ar-15s and like a gatling gun mounted on the roof nope he played opera music loudly (laughs) through that exterior speakers and um apparently homeless crackheads do not appreciate the fine arts of opera nor do i figure i mean well here's the thing traditionally opera is in like italian and spanish and we're good god-fearing red-blooded americans over here and this is america if you're coming to my country you learn my language (laughs) right yeah there's there's only people been people love one... going to the opera. What, I was saying there's only one movie I've ever fallen asleep in the theater watching, and it was Phantom of the Opera. Oh, well, then that's clearly because you did not go to see The Hobbit Desolate, the Desolation of Smog, uh, was it? Let's uh, let's keep the, the Tolkien movies out of it. Well, I'm just there, saying there are, that there are that some. Was... Um, Great that was, Tolkien movies and some bad Tolkien movies, but this is not one of those cases. Well, I mean, if you're going to start throwing shade at falling asleep during movies, we got I got to call them where I see them. And honestly, I think I only slept through the one Hobbit movie at the theater because that was the only one I went to the theater to see. Well, but it was a great not, nap. 
the Hobbit movies are just trash. You can't even consider them to be canon almost. Like not even real, not even true continuations of uh, that that movie franchise at all. So, so is that you implicitly supporting the Lord of the Rings movies? I'm explicitly saying that the Lord of the Rings trilogy are are fantastic. Literally. Clearly a man that has never read the books. Boom, got him. All right. Oh, so sorry. Okay. I love the, those. Are <laughs> great books. So back to the story on hand. So um, it seems to, when I was reading what you, the article that you initially published, Ism Can't, you, it looked like there was like other people as well that were doing the same thing and it seemed to be working. Yeah, apparently like uh, opera music is almost repellent um it's and i mean it's only a problem in like you know the west coast but mm -hmm. uh, uh uh honestly like i think if i was coming down off of like a you know heroin binger i was just trying to like lay down and go to sleep i don't think i'd mind some opera music so i'm a little surprised that it's working as well as it does quite honestly or like sit there, like you could probably get like a pretty good like rave going to some opera music. Maybe not. Maybe. Have they gotten in trouble for any kind of noise complaints or anything like that? Who the homeless people? No, the uh, retail store. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Not... Maybe. <laughs> Go ahead. I not that I'm aware of. I can't imagine. Why anyone other than the homeless people would complain, though? Yeah, but yeah. honestly, in the these fucking liberal shithole countries, um, <laughs> it'd probably be enough. <laughs> it's it's a hate crime. Jeez. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, um, apparently, if uh, I, the moral of the story, I suppose, is uh, if you have obnoxious <clears throat> homeless people that you can't get rid of. Opera music. Play loud yeah. opera music or classical or something like that. Follow no, me for more life hacks. Now I I love classical music, but I I can't stand just opera, straight opera. It's I don't know, it's the singing that's the difference, really. Have yeah. a heart, you, man. you can't understand a word they say. Yeah, but I don't because know. Because it's in fucking Italian. <laughs> it takes me out of the the music, you know. I'm it's the same way with uh, like rap music for me, you know, I love like that kind of that lo-fi beat kind of stuff occasionally and like some techno type music. But when you have somebody singing over that, it just sounds awful to me. You lost me at techno. Techno is only acceptable on drugs. And even then you should be ashamed about it. Well, <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> what, do you yeah, think, what do you think of that uh stella and ashley well my mom actually she took me to an opera once in the sydney opera house um mm. it was quite expensive and she wanted to expand my cultural experience and that's the only time i have ever fallen asleep <laughs> <laughs> Son in, of a bitch. That kind of venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's something about the opera house anyway. It just sends people to sleep. There's something about it. But uh, especially when there's opera playing. I think so, it was Carmel. 
do you think maybe it's just like a place where rich people go to get like a really nice snap in? Yeah, people just go there and pretend, you know, <laughs> just pretend to be cultural, spend a fortune. They don't pretend to be homeless, though. No, definitely not. Now, what about ballet? What, what, how do you guys feel about ballet? I like ballet. I went and saw like it one ballet. time. It's okay. Like, the only appeal to me are the hot chicks in tutus. Yeah, but you don't want to see their feet. Huh? <laughs> you don't want to see their feet because their feet you, are destroyed and mangled. You don't know what's... Like, you don't you know don't what know. Justin wants to see. Yeah, you don't know what's see. in my browser history. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I know that's that. between that's between me and God. <laughs> you know, isn't this really what the government does? They use those sonic weapons against protesters and stuff. Aren't they just taking a page from the CIA or the Department of Defense or whoever it is? That well, I do remember. Things? when they the government killed all those kids in waco uh before they literally um burned them to death with um weapons that are banned uh i believe the geneva convention uh i believe that they were playing um cs gas cs gas and uh yeah they were doing that like playing like just horrible music Mm. i believe they also do it in guantanamo Sorry, Stella. They could, no, that's all right. They, they could uh, easily clear a crowd, just weapons of mass opera. Easily. <laughs> Unless yeah. everyone's just like, I'm going to lay down for a nap. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with the sleepy crowd because I actually, um, we're going to go see Shen Yun, the oh. China before communism show. I almost I'm, went to see that. I'm looking forward to it, but I am, I'm actually worried that I'm going to fall asleep during it because I just... If there's just a lot of music and that kind of thing, it's you possible. know, you know what my recommendation is going to be, right? Like two yeah. grams of mushrooms. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> get, get just like right in that spot. You'd have great I'll time. Into consideration, but you remember it made me really nauseated last time. Um, so I'm worried about that. Oh. It's the worst feeling. Um, but the other thought that I had was like, I I kind of feel like that is the least bad thing that they could try to do. I saw a story where um, a restaurant owner was spraying down a homeless woman. I saw that. In Uh San Francisco. And a lot of people were really upset and the police were getting involved in all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. But these people have businesses and the police or anybody else does not help them to not have homeless people who are doing drugs or who are, you know, actively defecating in the streets they don't help them at all with that so what would you do and then the other I thought, thought, I thought I they were a hero I mean kind of I feel I felt bad for that woman but I also feel bad for the shop owner and then in this case um I'm like look if I had a business and, and all these homeless people were scaring away my customers then I would probably do anything especially if it was non-violent um to try to deter their presence and maybe they just thought they needed a bath or something it's he's like here going around that person could have asked that person could have asked for a bath and they were just complying Mm -hmm. with helping them out they were saying hey i needed a bath and 
I mean, they, if they were high, they may not remember it the next minute over. They could probably have short-term memory issues. Who knows? Well, the, the guy, the shop owner, because he was getting crucified, he was like, what, what do you want me to do? I asked her to leave like a million times. I asked her to leave. She wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. So. They, they honestly want the shopkeeper to like take the homeless person in and give them shelter and feed them. Mm. That's not, yeah. ne that's never what they would do, but that's what they, they want them to do. Yeah. All right. So Keel, yes. what are you bringing to the table this evening? Well, I've got a story out of the uh, island nation of Puerto Rico. You know, after, after years of fucking up their power grid, the Puerto Rican government has decided to hand the reins over to private industry. These, these state-owned power-generating facilities they have there are going to be given to a selected private gov uh, company. Mm. And Maybe, so, so there won't be a free market option, even yes, though no. That as just far sounds as I, like I can tell. That's communism with extra steps. Yeah. Well, it's more like and that wouldn't that be fascism? Fascism. I mean, like, you um, know, splitting hairs. I know, but yeah. So, you know, whenever they say privatize things, it, you know, kind of sounds great because great, the government's not controlling it anymore, but it's not, a, it's not free marketing the things. It's why, just, how many options are they going to have? Just one? They'll have the same amount of options. They're just handing over control of the facilities to a private uh, company. And I think as far from the article, as far as I can tell, there's only one company that that's going to be given this power. Yeah. So they just don't want the responsibility anymore. They want to blame it on a company now. And then it's yeah. that company is going to have to go through, but that company, I guarantee it's going to get a ton of subsidies and stuff like that from the government to bring it yeah. up to par and to where they need to take it for sure. Yeah. I so, bet within four years, the electrical, the electric company goes bankrupt and the government bails them out very well could be the case it could and be I, another money transfer i'm writing it down four years then put it in an envelope mail it to yourself that way you have proof that Can it's, i ask something yeah have, have you uh who who's this company the private company do you know they haven't and announced who owns that oh okay uh, just I'm only asking because I, I only found out fairly recently that a lot of the energy companies in Australia are owned by Chinese. Wow, <laughs> that's scary. What? Where? Yes, I remember. I remember actually back in oh gosh, when was it? About 2005 ish. Uh, I was actually at a gig in a place called the Vanguard um, in Newtown in Sydney, and uh, it was a Bob Brosman gig. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Bob Brosman. No, anyway, whatever. He's he's a, an amazing guitarist um, and a very funny guy. And in the middle of one of his songs, like he's very big on not letting energy companies and that be privatized because he he knew what was coming. And in the middle of a song, he's just like you know singing away, and then in between his his lines, he's going, "Don't let your private, <laughs> don't let your energy companies become private or something," and just throws in this this line in the middle of two two lines in his song. And it was like, it was so subtle, but I never forgot it. It's like, wow, this guy was like, yeah, he really knew what he's talking about. Oh. And since that's happened, yeah. Wow. That's I crazy know. to do about it. I know Bing Crosby. 
Bob Brosman. So Brosman. Okay. Brosman. Brosman. Wow. Brosman. I'm, I'm way off. Just forget I said anything. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> So I, I wonder if the power company that's going to get it is publicly traded. Sorry, go ahead, Jackie. I was just going to say, I wonder how the Puerto Ricans feel about it. If it's like, I mean, what is their intention? They're saying that it's supposed to improve the power access or something or? Yeah, the, the current uh, structure, the current uh, administration surrounding the, the public uh, output of power, like the, the, the government run power generators uh, is has been rife with corruption. Uh, apparently, that's common knowledge for years and years and years and years and years. So that they're finally just getting rid of that, and they're just handing it off to a, a private industry. Who knows if it's going to be any better? But uh, I know the, the same corrupted people are just going to fund. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll even be sitting on the board of the new company. But yeah, you know, yeah. we've been hearing. Uh, there's been stories in the news for since. Uh, Hurricane Maria back in 2017, and they're, they're still having power outages all the time, all, all across Puerto Rico, and it's just, it's not getting any better. It so. could be a result. There's a lot of rich people that live in Puerto Rico for the tax benefits, um, including like Peter Schiff. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if maybe like, like not all conspiracies have to be doom and gloom. In this conspiracy, Peter Schiff and the other rich billionaires are on the island, and they're like, talking to the government like look we're gonna actually fund and rebuild this power grid you just have to you know let us yada 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 they're, they're tired of their heated pools cutting off yeah man like and... come on like how are you supposed to like have coke and whores in a cold hot tub i mean seriously <laughs> it's not like it's not america but a priest of this like slamming their fist this is america I mean, it, it technically is America. Let's just call it America. It's in America, the continent. Yeah. It's, it's a commonwealth, isn't it? No. Oh, well, I, actually, I don't know. It's a territory. Or a territory. States, but I don't know if they call themselves a commonwealth of Puerto Rico. I doubt it. But Oh, yeah, commonwealth of Puerto Rico. Well, there you go. A lot of people want to bring them in as, like, the 51st state. Yeah. I mean, they they might as well. They have all the same privileges and rights that we do. They just don't just, have to pay income tax and stuff. Just, well, my first thought is, like, fuck them. If they want to, let them have their share of the federal debt. But then they'd also be able to vote on president. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I was just hearing something about this. Uh, as far as conservatives are, they would not want that because it would change... Um, you know, voting dynamics and things like that, but. Mm, no, anyway, they definitely so. don't want to come over to the United States. I know that for sure. So, hey, well, thank you, Keel, for such an amazing story. I love my Puerto Ricans. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> okay, anyways, let's move on. Oh, well, that's a oh. story attached to that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's my stories uh no uh stella i believe you're next yeah um i was a little bit intrigued about the fact that there's three stories about this particular subject of lightning in the news today which is a little bit strange um it's about 
tests that were conducted last year between July and September of 2021 uh, regarding harnessing lightning, well, directing lightning is more the point. And I think the goal of the whole thing is um, to avoid billions of dollars damage done annually uh, from mm -hmm. lightning. And uh, there's hundreds of injuries. I think this is just in the US, these, these numbers, um, and around about 20 deaths per year from lightning. Um, so basically in Switzerland on their highest mountain, which is called Mount Santis, um, it's in the Northeast of Switzerland. <laughs> Not to be confused uh, with DeSantis. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, big mountain. Um, so, yeah, in northeast of Switzerland, they've been conducting experiments on the top of this mountain uh, with trying to attract lightning and discharge it safely. I didn't see anything written about um, using that power, as in for electricity or anything like that. It's just diverting uh, the lightning itself. So, uh, a couple of dudes, Aurelian Howard and Swiss physicist Jean Pierre Wolf. Mm -hmm. um, have been conducting these uh, experiments and basically what they're doing is shooting lasers into the sky to direct the lightning so it's basically extending the lightning rod which uh, these things are called Franklin rods named after Benjamin Franklin mm. um, so it's basically extending the lightning rod by using a laser and attracting the lightning and directing it into that lightning rod for safe dispersion, I guess. Um, so they've been sort of uh, experimenting with that kind of technology. Um, so how it works is the laser extends while heating and detaching electrons from the air molecules in its path, um, and that can conduct the electricity and guide it wherever um, into the rod. Um, so yeah, that's, it's kind of, it sounds a little bit archaic to me because uh, within that, within a, the same story, there's another story about Lockheed Martin uh, using multiple lasers as like really like uh, for you know uh, destroying drones and incoming threats, etc. And that sounds like really specific technology, and it makes <laughs> makes the whole thing that they're doing on top of Switzerland sound very old fashioned, sort of. So I'm not really sure why this is all suddenly coming in, but it kind of struck me that um, there are a lot of people uh, coming to understand that weather manipulation is actually a thing and to the point where even tornadoes can be guided. So I'm just wondering if they're sort of bringing some of this information out to, I don't know, cover that a little bit. Um, I, I don't know, but you know, being able to direct lightning with laser beams sounds fucking awesome to me. It sounds to me like Stella is describing fucking Dr. Evil. Yes. La friggin' laser beams, fucking mountainside fucking like do like layer of doom. I want to see this scientist. I want to see this new technology deployed in Ukraine. I want to see some tanks get hit by lightning. And, the ion, and scare, yeah. the, scare the crap out of whoever's in there like holy shit god is fighting us now you know it's it's the ion cannon from a command and conquer yeah, yeah some, ion cannon. something or, i did notice that they're, they're saying is the fact that um, of some of these things can Ooh. be can be like they're sort of like portable they can be put on the back of a truck or onto a ship 
which also is coming out about weather manipulation that um, these things can be portable. Um, you know, moved around, packed up, moved again. So they're very hard to find where the um, source of these things are coming from. So in that Lockheed Martin um, article, they're talking about how this thing, like this massive laser beam, which is, what is it? 300 kilowatt laser beam, Department of Defense has got. Um, they can basically be moved around. So they're sort of, they're telling us that these things are portable, I guess. Um, I don't know. It just seems a little strange how there's like four different articles about the same thing uh, of something that happened like last September, but it's yeah. all coming out like today all at once. Why? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm a little bit confused about that. So what I is it they're trying to sort of tell us basically? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I love the fact of like looking at this and having the know, the understanding of like, this is here for a reason. I don't know what it is yet, but I can see that this is a little bit strange. And then of course you have the weather modification element. You have the Lockheed Martin element, which mm. is concerning to me. And to tell you that what first came to my mind about it is, um, so if you watch suspicious observers out there, anybody, he is saying that we have a magnetic pole shift coming up for earth and it is going to be really impactful to the entire planet yes. that happens and um that actually like ground to cloud lightning will be a thing you know it's gonna it's like everything that we have known traditionally about weather and climate and all that stuff it's going to be changing and shifting radically and a lot of like weird electrical stuff is going to be happening so that's what made me think of that like what if you know in the meantime maybe they'll use it they'll try to weaponize it. Maybe they'll weaponize it against us. Like who knows? Um, I, I feel like surely it would, it would not be necessarily to save us. Like they'll say it is, but then it'll be used against us. But what I thought was that maybe this would be some sort of self-preservation in their part. Like there are places that they want to try. I don't know that any structures are going to be able to be saved if they're in the, the splash zone or, you know, near the volcanoes or whatever. But I just wonder if they may know that and if they're trying to figure out a way to, to prevent lightning from striking certain areas or maybe trying to keep that electricity away from their underground bunkers or that kind of thing. That was where my head went, you know, when, when this came up. I don't know. I don't know either. It's weird. Well, they're also talking about how, um, you know, lightning can start so many fires and all that sort of thing, like bushfires. And, and a lot of people are talking about... Um, at the moment right. about the, the dews that are apparently out in you know, d uh, direct energy weapons that are in space. That sounds way better. Fires. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know how a lot of those California fires, there was, you yeah. know, there was some of the houses were destroyed and the trees right next to it, them weren't. And so there's been a lot of talk about dews. Weren't there somewhat credible people coming out and saying that, it like the fire like that's how the fires actually started I'm not sure about credible people well who's credible <laughs> anymore who is credible Justin, do you mean lightning or you mean a direct energy weapon i we mean a direct credible. energy weapon i i might i've probably heard it from monica perez many years ago 
there's there's a lot of speculation about that, you know, with, with the Australian fires and the Californian fires as well. So there is quite a lot of talk. I just feel that they're kind of sort of smothering that kind of talk as well. So again, multifaceted. But uh, it just it just seemed a little bit strange. And the other thing that's a little bit strange too was that um, some of the well the the pictures that they're that are in these articles, every single one of them is just animated, like or uh, CGI. Nothing is real, which I don't know whether that's a security thing or whether it's just Justin. So do you guys, I'm going to convince all of you guys that the wildfires in California in 2018 were direct energy weapons. You ready? Yeah. yeah. On October 19th, 2020, Snopes fact-checked were California wildfires started by direct energy weapons? Answer, the claim that laser beams have been used to ignite wildfires has been online since at least 2018. Did it say no? Yeah. <laughs> the fact check is that it's been Well, what's speculated. their conclusion? Does this uh, should I have mean, a true or false on the thing? It's, it's, it's false is what they rated it. Oh, okay, so it's it's probably true then. A hundred percent, it's true. A hundred percent. Or as Legal Man says, basically whatever they're saying or the the allowable opinion, look a hundred and seventy nine degrees from that, and yep. that's where the truth lies. Yeah, yep, totally. Like nothing's going to convince me something happened faster than when Stope says that it did it. Yeah, because the. Here's the thing with like the energy weapons per se. It's like, how many fucking powerful weapons do they like? They can already just arm fucking dogs with like robot dogs with <laughs> machine guns and unleash hordes of them into the city. You know, I don't know why they're so, you know, uppity about assault weapons and stuff and letting us have them because, yeah, they could just wipe us out. I don't know why they care if we that's a really good any point, kind of resistance. Actually. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I mean, we can't, there's nothing much we can, I don't know, I just feel that there, it's all just scare, boogeyman scare tactics. I, I just feel that's what it is. Maybe I, don't, just... I, I doubt very much what they're talking about is, is actually real. I mean, it even says, there's some very ambiguous kind of talk in this article. It doesn't really say we have got this and we are doing it. Fear is what helps control society. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, the invisible enemy it's always it always works have you tried googling the lab and adding like seeing if snopes has fact checked anything about it no <laughs> no i didn't waste like a little, quick little cheat sheet so um yeah not really sure where that's coming from or where it's heading but uh, they're just making sure that we all know that they're keeping us safe from lightning thank you I feel much better. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if anything new happens. Like if, you know. If they could harness it for power, then that would be impressive. Well, I think that they they could already, but there's no way to store that kind of energy. Yeah, there's. I, I've read about that quite a bit because it makes sense that because you can attract lightning pretty easily. Why not harness it? But it's. It's too hard to capture that much energy all at once and just, and just hold on to it. And it's too, it's not consistent enough, or at least those are the excuses that they give us. But if, uh, 
I'd like to see that video if they ever release it of being able to direct lightning with laser beams. That just sounds so cool. Friggin I mean, I, I know the, the implications are horrific, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know that's well, exactly right. They could use it for good or, or evil. They're, they're experimenting with different colored lasers and energy assassinate levels. people so easily with lightning, you know. Oh, they got struck by lightning. I don't yeah. know. What <laughs> Klaus is literally raiding for Mortal Kombat. Right. <laughs> I know people definitely. I know people will definitely be interested in reading that article once it gets posted in our show notes. Oh yeah, yeah. Love to hear what everyone thinks about that. Yeah. So, um, does anybody else have any other questions or comments in regards to Stella's story? I don't want to move on if everyone still has something or Stella or. Yes, I love that Doctor Evil. Came up, yeah. Like that was literally and, uh, the end. yeah. And don't mind, uh, think change repeat, Ashley. She's just uh, um, <laughs> tripping. Well, it's not her; it's the rest of us. But she's uh, she's our real time flickering ghost. I think today on the struggle bus for sure, having yep. major technical difficulties. <laughs> I mean, you, she Playing she looks lobby. like she's doing a Max Headroom impression. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, 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 a lot no, of boomer comments tonight. If, if you're only listening, make sure you check it out on Spotify. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch that. That's it's pretty wild. <laughs> so, um, okay. So uh, I guess I am next. Um, so I saw this story come up where it said CDC. I heard it in another podcaster. And then I was like, oh, let me Google this. So I found this story in regards to it where it said CDC is investigating whether COVID jabs put certain age group at risk for stroke. So I know Ashley Think Change Repeat has mentioned this before in a previous podcast about died suddenly. So uh, that uh, documentary I was done, which obviously wasn't 100%, which is fine, um, but it did provide a lot of accurate information and became so popular that people really had to sit up and say what's going on. So in the wake of multiple reports of people who died suddenly after taking a COVID-19 vaccine, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, they like to call the CDC, and the Food and Drug Administration announced on Friday that the CDC will be investigating whether bivalent Pfizer-BioNTech puts people 65 years and older at great risk of having an ischemic stroke. According to the Mayo Clinic, an ischemic stroke occurs when the blood supply to part of the brain is interrupted or reduced, preventing brain tissue from getting oxygen and nutrients. Brain cells begin to die in minutes. So Dad suddenly did a Twitter where they announced that as well. And they said both the media and the CDC, mainstream media, of course, um, we knew it as well, but we also talked about it. Uh, so we didn't hide behind uh, advertisers like MSM. But uh, anyways, both the media and CDC have known this for at least a year and still pushed the uh, jazzer uh, anyways, and it's only now with new rash, not rashes, but a new rash of excess dust, are they starting to react? So part of this, I just have to say, is um, 
they and and we'll have this article in the show notes and I recommend that people go and take a look at it and I just wanted to share a personal story so one of the biggest things is my mom who is 74 and has uh had two strokes already previous um from the vaccine she did not take the vaccine but she took Um, but her strokes were from alcoholism and cigarettes, nicotine. Um, and so that's really what prolonged use of that. So that's what drove her to that. Um, but I knew I had this feeling that they were, uh, having, causing people to have strokes, um, and cutting off blood supply and so forth. So I was like, no, it's just still too new. And I, so and then um, we we just kept getting judged, not by her original doctor. We lost him due to COVID. Um, not he didn't die of COVID. He lost his practice because most of his pra- patients were Canadian, and he had to sell it off. And so we got a new doctor. And so uh, every time these doctors would ask, be like, "Are you vaccinated? Are you vaccinated?" And it was like just such a judgment. And it's like you know, so what if she's not? Don't put that kind of pressure or judge my mom and judge me for making the decision not to get her vaccinated. It is a personal decision that we decide to do if they want to get it, whatever, but don't be so judgy, judgy about it, you know? So, um, so then when my mom did catch COVID, um, we were, she was, she did get him getting pneumonia and went to the hospital and they came and tried to come in and do the regular treatments of redemsevir and, um, they even offered her the plaxivoid stuff. And I was like, and I said no to all of that. And I was like, what about monoclonal antibodies? I said, what about that? I was like, what about ivermectin? What about hydroxychloroquine? I was like, what about some of these other medicines that we know are not going to be harmful, have minimal side effects, and have been proven to help people? And uh, when they were trying to push the redesifere, I was like, no. And then the plaxivoid, and I said, no. I said, uh, Fauci, Biden, and my next door neighbor all got rebound COVID from that. So I'm not giving that to my mom. <laughs> but I love how I just like said these two, like to this doctor, I said these two high profile, you know, politicians. And then I was like, and my next door neighbor. <laughs> for you for telling i mean good for you for telling them the truth you know yeah yeah so, so what did they say to that comment he told me that i wasn't a doctor and i should let the doctors do their business you're kidding <laughs> no yeah. because i kept shutting down but i was like well what about this other stuff no i've just been doing my research over the last two years and i'm not getting paid by the pharmaceutical companies to push all this bullshit that doesn't work down patients throats um it's ridiculous the amount of people that think you're a moron because you can go and read all of the exact information that's available yeah to the doctors yep. Like, do they think it's written in like fucking Hebrew? Like, it's in it's English. It's not it's yeah. not that difficult to just read it. Yeah, no. exactly. You know, so, at this point, I reckon that a lot of us have probably read up a lot more about this stuff than even some of the medical people. Yeah, they don't want to read it. They don't want to know. I don't read. 
<laughs> be like, well, why don't you show me all the deaths and stuff like that on the VARES? How about that? Like, let's go over that report. Um, so the last thing was when I took my mom to the doctors uh, for her follow-up and she was super lethargic and stuff and she was dehydrated. Now, mind you, my mom also had a UTI, which a lot of older people get uh, a little bit more common. Um, especially when they're in like a diaper all day and stuff like that. Right. So she did have that as well. So she was, so I wanted them to put her on fluids and stuff when she was in the hospital. And then, um, uh, when I took her to her follow-up to her doctor, my mom was still kind of lethargic. And I was like, listen, we need to get her hydrated. Like, can we get, you know, suggesting his response was maybe it's time to put your mom in a nursing home. And I was like, uh, what? Uh, no, I will never put my mom in a nursing home. And, uh, um, I switched doctors. So she started back to her new doctor on the sixth and my mom is doing amazing. So, and I took her to the B12 store. I'm just going to give them a shout out. It was kind of expensive for her thing, but I got her a whole hydration pack with vitamin B12, vitamin C, and they did an IV thing. And mm. we were there maybe 30 minutes. It was like 300 bucks around $300. But um, she went in super lethargic and came back out and was like totally alert and wide awake and everything. It was like a 360. So um, yeah. So sometimes you just got it. You got to, and I just learned you have to really be that advocate for your parents and for your kids. And you have to, even though I did second guess myself, I was wondering when my mom was in the hospital, am I doing the wrong thing? It was the support from you guys. And also just from all the research and stuff that we had done. And it's like, dang, it was the first time in my life where you're like, you just can't believe the doctors and what they're trying to push, which was a sad day in medical history. At least in yeah. my Good for you, Jackie. Yeah, we're all yeah. we're all happy that it had a, a good outcome there. Yeah, yeah, me too. But so. you were you were the advocate, you know, and that's the thing that I, I hope people have gained that or or picked up on that from other stories that you have shared about that, meaning that you were not fearful to challenge the people that are in traditional roles of authority. Yeah. Mm. People have been really trained to listen to these people and just uh, take what they say as gospel. And even before COVID and all of their egregious medical, you know, they're the disinformation spreaders, you know, even before all that stuff, the leading cause of death in this country, the third was medical mistake behind heart disease and cancer. Wow. And that, and I don't even think that doesn't even include the people that they got addicted to opioids um, by telling them, and this is documented, that these medications would not cause them to get addicted. And it's totally, um, it's not true. Uh, I just want to start on that last point there. I was around in the, in the Oxycontin Express days, and no one that took Oxycontin didn't know it was addicting. It's kind of like, it's kind of like cigarettes back in the 60s. Everyone knew they were terrible for you, like allegedly. Well, I, I, when when you're pumping them full of chemicals and shit, I mean, it's it's not going to be great. Let's put it this way: it's not going to be great for your health. I think any reasonable person, even in the '60s, could deduct that inhaling smoke regularly probably isn't great for your body. <laughs> 
Yeah, and don't forget that um, the nursing staff particularly used to, well, they started calling remdesivir, run death is near. Yep. Yeah. They know. They know. Says a lot. Did she get pneumonia in the hospital or was that why you no. took her to the hospital? Uh, we took her to the hospital because she was dehydrated and then they discovered she had a UTI and she tested positive for COVID. So that's when they checked. Oh, and then they were going to release her that same day. But because of my aunt actually, um, and pushing me and then, because I was, I was over in Fort Myers at the time and my cousin went with her to the hospital, um, because of that. And then my aunt saying, no, they really should observe her overnight. And they ended up keeping her two nights. So I'm thankful that she pushed me to do that. So you really need that, you know, strong support system. So yeah, and like Ashley's saying, we have been very much brainwashed into being intimidated intimidated by these people, just assuming that they they know all, you know. Um, I think it's just like anything else. You need to think of it as like a, a service, a product sort of almost, and make yeah. your decisions, your yeah. informed decisions. Yeah. I, think, I yeah. think if a doctor tried pushing a COVID shot on me, I'd be like, let me let me think about it and I'll give you a call and then I just leave and then immediately go find a different doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I th the biggest thing with my mom is she was definitely just dehydrated and that was the scariest thing and then come to find out it was because really because of the UTI and then they found out with the with the pneumonia in her chest. So, so she was one of those people who were uh, went to the hospital with covid not because of covid right yeah yeah because yeah. she went with a uti and the uti is what um is why she was really there and so we you know wanted them to get her hydrated and all that stuff and so i don't know it was a clusterfuck but I was, they had, when you walked in on the door, they had like this whole like thing where you had to mask up and put like, you know, like <laughs> this stuff on and they had gloves and like that, all that stuff out there. And then I, like, as soon as I walked in, I took my mask off and I was like, just hanging out with my mom all day working <laughs> and stuff like that. And the doctors are just walking in like. And yeah. the nurses are with their masks on and stuff. And they weren't covered in like all kind of gear. They had their little plastic fat face thing. Uh, and then their regular mask and stuff like that. But I can tell you that the one day the, before I, I checked my mom out, I gave her ivermectin the night before and she was a lot more perkier the next day. Yeah. yeah. I always, I always make if like, if I think someone might have a mask policy, like I'm not going to bring a mask and I'm not going to pick up a mask they have sitting on the counter. If they want me to wear a mask, I want them to ask a grown man to cover his face hole because they're afraid of air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, silly at this point. Pitiful. Yeah, I, I remember actually the one of the few times I was actually directed to put a mask on, even though I didn't, um, was at a doctor's surgery and uh, there was three secretaries sitting behind the counter one of them was a male and he didn't have a mask on but everybody else did and I thought well okay obviously they're okay about exemptions etc and this lady just walked up to me I was on the other side of the counter and she hands me with her bare hands just takes a mask out of something and just hands it to me <laughs> it's like oh yes I'm going to put that on with your filthy hands all over it I don't think so um, it's just so it's counterproductive, isn't it? It's just well, they, they, these people cannot see the idiocy. Almost none of the like, whole thing. 
none of those places they don't even wear masks when they're there by the like i i i'm in the service industry like i'm constantly seeing businesses like when they're closed for lunch and no one wears a mask yeah 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 i don't i don't see them anymore where i'm at Uh, i see i see people wearing them sometimes but it's it's uncommon and mm. you know, people working places don't wear them at all. No, except for doctors' offices, we still have to wear them there. Mm. So, but all right, let's get going. We need Ashley. Ashley, why don't you go ahead and close us out with your story of the evening? You're not a lady of the night, but you are going to give us a story of the evening, though. Okay, so um, because I was absent last week, I was going to go over this story, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cover it this week. I know that probably everyone who's listening to this is aware that Lisa Marie Presley passed away last week. So um, this is an interesting story to me for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, I'm keeping a close eye on died suddenly. Um, second of all, she was the only daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley. I think most of us know that, but, um, obviously Elvis was very significant culturally and has continued to be for many generations. There was just a new Elvis movie that had come out and, um, my understanding is that Lisa Marie Presley was feeling good. She was excited about this movie. She thought that it honored her father in a way that she would want to have seen it be done. And she was proud of that. And she just attended the Golden Globes last week. I believe it was the day before she ended up pass passing. And she was there. She looked nice. I mean, I would say Hollywood people look weird to me anyway. You know, I, I'm, I think they're lizard people. So, so take that with a grain of salt. But as far as a lizard person goes, she looked good. Um, She's 54 years old. She ended up passing away the next day and it seems like what had happened was that she was at home and her housekeeper found her and it it seemed like she knew that it was cardiac arrest so that was a heart attack so I believe that um, the housekeeper was making calls the ex-husband who lived in the home they shared a home together um, I think they were doing CPR on her until the emergency um team could get there and it seems like she maybe went into cardiac arrest two separate times so they actually were able to get her kind of back on um you know as far as like breathing and pulse and things like that but I believe then she had a second cardiac event at the hospital and ended up passing from there so of course you have the same old song and dance of a, a smaller version of the conversation surrounding what happened to Damar Hamlin. You have uppity liberty that are potentially on the anti-vax fence, but they're like, oh, you don't know that it, it was cause of vax. There was heart attacks before the vaccine. Oh. And of course this triggers me. I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to cuss, but I do will it. say <laughs> I'm not going to do feel, it. Feel the force within you. Yeah, just let it out. Okay, fine. Then I'm like, you don't think that we fucking know that there are other causes of cardiac arrest? Fuck you, you uppity motherfucker. That's what I think. Yeah, we know. Okay. We're just she, saying that maybe that was what caused it. Maybe that was, it was. That was cathartic, wasn't it? Yeah. A little bit, but now I'm hot. I feel good about that. <laughs> My ears are hot. 
But anyway, so of course I get very triggered when I see this stupid rhetoric because I'm like, we obviously know that it existed before this, but if you don't want to talk about it, if you don't want to consider that this might've caused it, then fucking move on with your life. And everybody else who wants to speculate that that was what happened to her, then let them fucking do it. Okay. So yeah, we'll talk about it. Maybe it was the backs. Maybe it was that she died suddenly from a poison, you know, bioweapon. When that happened, uh, I did notice some of the headlines that often people only read a headline, as we know. Uh, there was a lot of uh, talk about, because I didn't realise until recently that her son had committed suicide a couple of years ago. Yeah. So in the headlines, they were really mixing Lisa Marie Presley and blah, blah, suicide and all these other things, drug addiction. And it's sort of like, yeah, people who just read the headlines possibly could have walked away thinking, oh, she committed suicide, right? Okay, next. Yeah, yeah. and that, that was one of the things that I was going to talk about too. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, of course we understand there is nuance in this situation. Lisa Marie Presley does have a documented history of being addicted to opioids. And there technically, Elvis was young, if you believe the official story, file me under I don't fucking believe it but or at least I have questions but she there's technically a history if we believe what they say of heart disease in her family so yeah it is possible that that was the case or it's possible that it was a combination of all these things like the you know having a history maybe it it weakened her viability of her body and maybe she was already predisposed to having a heart issue we don't know Um, but we are allowed to speculate and talk about it And so that was certainly mentioned. Now, it doesn't seem, from what I read, it did not seem like she was off the wagon. It seemed like she had continued to stay in recovery these many years. Um, But it's, you know, of course, that's hard to say. And I did want to make a couple of points about her life, just some things that she had going on. Uh, As Stella had said, she had a son who passed in 2020 from suicide and he was pretty young he was about 27 years old at that time and I think that it really affected her of course like losing a child would be completely devastating so I I genuinely do believe in in heartbreak being able to you know to kill someone um so maybe that weakened her heart in addition as well you know it's completely was that is that uh the son did she have a she had a kid with Michael Jackson right was that him no. Um, so she, she was married four times, including at one point to Michael Jackson and including Nicolas Cage. She did not have children with either of them though. So she had two children with her first husband and uh, a, her daughter at this time is 33 years old. And then her son was, I believe he was 27 when he passed in 2020. So those two were close in age. And then she had the other marriages and then her fourth and final marriage was said to be a contentious relationship as far as shared custody and things like that. But she had two twin daughters with him and they're 14 years old at this time. Justin. Um, I just had a question because uh, I'm just now learning that Elvis's daughter was married to Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> was this white Michael Jackson or black Michael Jackson? It was white Michael Jackson. White Michael Jackson. Fairly white okay. at that stage. So that was like right. my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wasn't. believe you didn't know that, Justin. Wow. Yeah. Come on, dude. I mean, are you dude, living under a rock? 
to be perfectly <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I'm just now learning that Elvis had a daughter. So we're playing a little bit of catch up here. <laughs> oh um, let's yeah, let's all go back to 1981. It was a very weird. Uh, I remember at the time just thinking, "Ugh, that whole situation. yeah." What, what that was very strange. That it was marriage. very strange. But the other thing with that I have pondered in the years since, like kind of learning what we're learning about almost everything we've ever been told is lies. Like, what do we know? Uh, I don't know anymore. I firmly believe that Michael Jackson was a pedo for all these many years. And then now I'm like, she was his beard. Well, that's what I thought. And then, you know, you had other people come out and say, you know, Corey Feldman, Macaulay Culkin, other people, they were like, he never harmed me ever. He was only kind to me or whatever. So anyway, um, um, I think uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, always claimed that him and Michael were friends and never had any weird situations. And, yeah. uh, but, but uh, Corey Feldman was the opposite, right? He was saying that there was no no, not with Michael Jackson. Correct. Corey Feldman said that I, he, he said that he was assaulted and abused in Hollywood, but it was not from Michael Jackson. Yeah, oh, but yeah. He, he never really gave up any big time names. He only gave up mm -hmm. the people that everybody already knew about when he did his whole little movie thing. It was like, really, you kind of just well, got people excited for nothing. It's so. a good thing that's been stopped and all of the sexual predators have been held accountable. I think they might have got to him actually. Uh, yeah, most uh, likely. Yeah, but he he did say that one of his friends was assaulted by Charlie Sheen, and hey, we don't know, um, obviously, but there are I other would, Denise accused him of having child porn on his computer uh, when they were divorcing. I could definitely see him doing that. I mean, I think, I, I think Michael it was probably more a case i mean he had a very screwed up childhood i, yeah. I can imagine that michael was probably just found solace in these young people who just loved him and yeah i don't know i don't i don't feel i wouldn't know but i i don't, I don't feel he was actually a pedophile i think that he was finding a way to get through by um enjoying the company of his friends i mean he was a big what peter pan he was Maybe. a big fan of peter pan wasn't he yeah, and that was what I was thinking in my reflect, reflection about him. I was like, what if he, because we do know that, he, and maybe we don't even know the half of what happened to him as a child, but we know it was a traumatic childhood and arrested development. If diagnoses are, yeah, exactly. are reliable, then it's very possible that he was really stuck in this childhood phase because he didn't get to have a childhood. He was mm -hmm. poured out yeah. and, and put into slave labor, basically, touring nonstop and being the breadwinner for the entire family. I mean... Who, who knows? Yeah. But, um, and I think his father was fairly abusive as well. Yeah. That all sounds horrible. But devil's advocate, that ABC 123 song was great. Oh, it was good, good music. Yeah, nobody said it. So did you, did you guys six or something? Did you guys see that HBO special with those two guys that yeah. went into graphic detail about yeah. their very inappropriate relationships with, with Michael Jackson? Yeah. and how not. the and how the and how he manipulated and slowly worked the parents out of the relationship yeah. and it's just like complete predator behavior from what he was doing and stuff like that and but my other thing is how dumb are you i mean like i don't care Pretty i don't dumb. know 
I'm not smart. Not you, Justin. <laughs> uh, it's like someone, but we weren't, I'm not in this situation. So how can I really say, but like for yeah. the parents just to trust that and have their kids sleeping yeah. in a bed with yeah. a grown ass man while they're in another room. That's, yeah. I think that's the most, that's the craziest part of the entire Michael Jackson saga is that parents sent their kids away with a weird grown man to spend the night. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I think all of those are very valid. And I did, I did see the documentary and it was very disturbing. And the only thing, you know, I just like these days, but HBO did it, you know? So how much can we trust anything that HBO does? You know, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm certainly open to learning new facts. I'm going to bring us back to Lisa Marie Presley though. So uh, some other interesting things about her is that the, now because she leaves two 14-year-old daughters, she was actually living, cohabitating with her first husband. And they, you know, the children, from my understanding, saw him as their stepdad. So there's now some uh, conversation around, will there be a custody debate? Because their father, their biological father, they share like a 60-40 custody split with him, um, that kind of thing. But other than that, she was also the sole heir to Elvis's estate. And she in, ended up, there was three people on the estate, but they were like her grandparents, grandmother, great-grandmother. And they passed when she was pretty young. I believe this was in the eighties that that happened. So at a fairly young age, she was the sole um, owner of Elvis's estate. And then in the last several years, she ended up selling off a lot of that, but she was the owner Um, and the person who was running, or at least like the head of Graceland, which I didn't know. I thought that was kind of interesting that she was still, um, doing that. And otherwise there was a lot of celebrities that, you know, had commented. She had also a history of being raised in and being part of Scientology. And it was only in the last several years. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And the last several wow, years, she was raised in that. That's crazy that, that the family ended up leaving, including Priscilla, um, who was the one that had joined them. So after Elvis passed, because Lisa Marie grew up partially in Memphis. And then once he passed, she grew up in LA after that. And then basically was raised in Scientology and all oh, is that weird how all how so many of these Hollywood people are uh, end up being Scientology and it's like wait they were Scientology like um hide from that 70s show yes like it's just every now and then you'll see some really high profile select well maybe not that high profile but a a very famous person um catch a bunch of charges and then then it just reveals that they're a Scientologist out of nowhere yeah there's a lot of power connections in Scientology aren't they like the number one owner of land in the country they have a huge and and we probably have no clue how big it actually is their real estate profile but that's global that's not just the united states and the other thing that i wanted to say about that is that and this may be uh, an episode that we could do sometime is do a deep dive into scientology because the founder l ron hubbard was actually very involved in the occult um before he started the religion of scientology and of course, there's a lot of occult and weird kind of vibes. Wasn't he buddies with uh, Crowley? Exactly. So he, yeah. he hung out with him for a time. In uh, in LA, yeah. Yeah. 
that whole thing started from a bet, didn't it? Um, the whole Scientology movement. I I don't know. My no, his books weren't selling. And he was trying to create another way to generate revenue. So he basically took his mythology from the books and the aliens and all this stuff and turned it into a um, a cult because he probably, like you guys have talked about, he already had this experience as a cult. He was already a control freak and a psychopath. So it was easy for him to get, you know, people to be drawn in, I guess. He is quoted as saying, you know, something, I'm paraphrasing here, but something to the effect, if you want to get very wealthy, then what you need to do is start a religion. So, yeah. and, you know, and that whole church, church continues to be yeah. just shrouded in scandal. And he, he was very, uh, he was a genius in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I respect his ability to uh create a, a cult like that uh just because you know, the, evil, the evil genius type uh brain power required to do what he did was was pretty cool in my opinion yeah it's just psychology yeah just so, psychology. but what if he was right the whole time like how crazy would that be like you show up at the pearly gate and xenu's there <laughs> like, oh, son of a bitch i'm going to hell yeah, it would be interesting to do a deep dive on Scientology because the uh, the head of it, David David Miscavige, is that his name? Yeah, Miscavige. He's a fruitcake. He's a total oh, yeah. psycho, that guy. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, his wife went missing. Let's keep that for another episode. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot in that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do that. I've watched all the Scientology stuff. And we have one that's down the street from where I live in Atlanta. And just all the stuff that they were doing. Oh, my gosh. It was just kind of crazy. But- and i used to like just post out some stuff about them on the next door app and next door kept deleting my posts oh. <laughs> no, also like... elvis is not dead by the way he's living elvis in is not home. dead yeah right <laughs> he, he, so the building. he was obsessed with uh the uh, elvis impersonators and so he went to visit them all when they were playing and he switched with with one of them with the one he thought it was best he switched places and then because he he was tired of the spotlight you know and it was okay. that guy that ended up dying and elvis yeah. is actually still alive in a nursing home so okay. elvis is actually doing elvis impersonations <laughs> no <laughs> he's just he's just himself he's just old he's, in a nursing home somewhere yeah, yeah. So, so anybody else have any last thing that, for ashley's story or are you guys good I just or got scientology real quick back when i used to have direct tv there was actually a scientology channel have any of you guys ever watched those? No. Like, it is like it's the dumbest topics in the world, but the production quality it is like it's like movie theater quality, but like just in a like dumb like documentary TV show. If if you guys got if their you, content sucks, but the quality yeah, was it pristine. is it is absolutely just crazy the dynamic between the two so if you've got cable or satellite like see if you got the scientology down just give it a watch for a little bit it's no, thank you. what is this 2005 right it's better, exactly it's better than watching a fucking michael jackson documentary about him diddling little kids why would anyone watch that that sounds horrible he was doing more than uh than that dude <laughs> 
You know, you're right about that, Justin. I mean, and I have definitely watched some dark stuff over the years. And I used to be really interested in like the murder mystery stuff. I know that's very traditional, like middle-aged white woman. Sue me. Very cliche of you. (laughs) I know, but I do, I did think about it and I was like, this probably isn't good. It's probably not good. Not good. I don't know if I would watch the Michael Jackson thing these days. That was years ago. I don't know. It was interesting. So, all right. Well, we have come up on our time. I'm so excited that I was able to get back on. Thank you guys for letting me host. I appreciate it. Good to have you back, Yeah, thank you. And uh, we are going to be recording and uh, putting out a new Union of the Unknowns on Monday. So, recording it over the weekend on Monday. So, if you ever have any suggestions on topics you'd like us to do quote unquote deep dives in not to copy Monica Perez but uh um but just get a little bit more in depth in with specific topics we'd love to do that we love talking about it uh different things but anyways you can get more information on our website at unionoftheunknowns.com you'll be able to find our twitter everywhere we're listed as well as our um phone number and email address all right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Hold on. Bye. <laughs> Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.